0: Wide open! What oh, a catch by Daniel Jones! Over the middle on a one-handed oh. grab! Caught by Chase! Oh my goodness! What a grab! Double team! Higgins has got the ball! That's intercepted! Hello and welcome back to Secondary Sideline. I'm your host, Tara Gillespie, and this is NFL 2022 Week 3. So, before we get started, I am actually going on Kairos today, which is a religious retreat, and I'll be gone for four days without my phone or my laptop. So, I'm recording this two hours before I leave so that I don't, because I, I can't do it on Wednesday. Um, this podcast is not going to be as well structured as normal, so I apologize for that, but we're just going to give you like the quick recap. Um, I'm also so upset that I'm missing the Thursday Night Football Bengals game, but there's nothing I can do. I think it's on Amazon Prime, so hopefully I can watch it and then let you know next week. So let's just get right into it. Bengals versus the Jets. The Bengals offense finally gets a win against New York Jets, 27-12. to um, Bengals defensive tackle, DJ Reader suffered a knee injury though, which is cause for concern because he's definitely a key to the Bengals defense, as I said in week one. Let's talk about the Jets defense though. The Jets' defense should be much better than they currently are now because they are ranked 32nd last, last year, in their defense. And they spent a lot of money to change that, a lot of money to improve. So the Bengals' offense should not be able to move through them so easily, but they are. So that has to be looked at. Now, looking at Joe Burrow, he played a great game on Sunday. And Joe has always been very well-known for his confidence. He's very sure of himself on the field and always has been. But this season might be different. I touched on this last week, but he's already had a total of now 15 stacks this season. And it brings up the question, could his nerves be affecting his game? Because when you think of the New York Jets, you think, okay, easy win. That's a write-off, right? Whatever. But the players are kind of coached to think, oh, like, no team's an easy win. Like, I have to do the best I can, whatever. But I think that Burrow is actually taking it into account because... I don't think it's coincidental that he played a great game against a team that's known for being bad, but the other two games, which were generally good teams, he did not play well. I just think it's something to look at, definitely. Regardless, the Bengals are last in AFC North, and you know they're the runner-ups to the Super Bowl, so they should not be there. Moving on to the Cowboys versus the Giants. The Cowboys beat the Giants 23-16, to ending the Giants' 3-0 and run. Saquon Barkley scored the first rushing touchdown that got past the Dallas defense, which is both a testament to the Dallas defense and Saquon Barkley. There was commentary about Saquon Barkley, about how public opinion shook his confidence, but he's aiming to change that year, which we talked about in week one. He played a great game on Monday night and helped me win in fantasy, so shout out Saquon. Also, it's actually funny because both my running well, one of my running backs in fantasy is Saquon and the other one is Ezekiel Elliott, and both of them scored touchdowns yesterday. So... Guys, if you're listening, thank you very much. Moving on to my guy. I'm honestly a fan page at this point, Micah Parsons. He actually had a cold all week, and he was sick, and people weren't sure if you know, he was going to make it Monday night, and then that was until he tweeted Michael Jordan's notorious flu game, the food poisoning game, to let everyone know that he was ready to play on Monday night. Parsons said, just because you're sick doesn't mean you can't play, and per usual, he had another great game. I... I don't know, I've always been a Joe Burrow fan, but now I think I'm a Michael Parsons fan until the day I die. This podcast has really made me realize that, and I don't know, we'll leave it at that. Chiefs-Colts, an uncharacteristic game for both the Chiefs and the Colts because the Chiefs were looking a little less put together than usual, and the Colts um, were actually able to get the win, which was also shocking. A touchdown in the fourth quarter secured them that win. And I don't think that anyone is a big Matt Ryan guy, but he actually made plays when he needed to. And the Colts defense made plays when they needed to. The one big topic, though, is the Colts offensive line, because they are the highest paid in the NFL. They don't act like the highest paid in the NFL. They're still not outstanding. Very good, but you wouldn't think that if you didn't know that, if that makes sense. The biggest story from this game, though, Kansas City releases kicker Matt Amendola, He just didn't perform as well as he should on Sunday, and, I mean, that's really all there is to it. Raiders, Titans, Raiders are now 0-3. Question is, does that immediately remove them from the playoff conversation altogether? Not impossible, extremely unlikely. So, it's kind of a, a weird thing because the Raiders upgraded their coaching staff, and they acquired Devontae Adams, who was the best wide receiver in the NFL last year, I believe, So they should just not be this deep in. And they marketed it very much so like, oh, this is our year. We were in the playoffs last year, so now we're using this momentum. But it just does not look like that. So what changes will have to be made going forward is what the Raiders really need to look at. Other than that, Tennessee played very well. Derek Henry played very well. Moving on to Chicago versus Houston. Clear issues with Justin Fields. Two fumbles, two interceptions. I was just talking to someone about this the other day, Anthony Pasquale, because I know he wants to mention. Is it a Bears thing or is it a Justin Fields thing? Because I think people are either one way or the other. I think that the Bears in the past has ruined, not ruined, but hasn't shown the full talents of a quarterback like they should. And, you know, Justin Fields and Mitch Trubisky are both great quarterbacks. So it could very well be a Bears thing. But when you look at Justin Fields on the screen, you think it's a Justin Fields thing. So I'll let you get, you decide. You tell me. I want to know what you guys think. Roquan Smith came to the rescue, though. His pick gave the Bears the opportunity to kick a field goal and win the game. It's a good win for the Bears, and the Bears have a good standing record, 2-1. But it probably shouldn't have been as close as it was against the Texans. I think the Bears need to really figure out their offense and figure out how to move forward. Miami Dolphins versus Buffalo. I did not expect the win for Miami, to be quite honest, because I just think that Buffalo is so good. But I think Miami wins are something that we have to get used to going forward. They are one of the two teams who are undefeated this year so far alongside the Philadelphia Eagles. I already talked about them last week, but their offense is something special. Could they possibly be a Super Bowl contender? I don't know. I wouldn't bet against it. So before we go, I do want to just go over the main injuries. I feel like there were so many injuries this week, but the main ones are definitely Mac Jones with an ankle injury, Dave Montgomery with an ankle and knee injury, and A.J. Green with a knee injury. So I will try to keep you updated on that. I'm sorry we had to go so soon, but I have a Spanish test in eight minutes, so this is what we're working with here. Um, thank you so much again for listening, and I will see you next week.